Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Melendrez and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. In today's episode, episode number 20, we're going to be talking about worship. That's right, worship. Let's jump in and give God some praise and worship today. Our mission driven guest is Andrew Laubacher, aka Alob. He's a worship leader with a very clear mission to bring the healing power of Jesus Christ to a broken world through music and speaking. I'm so pumped to share his interview with y'all. I think you're really going to love it. So how are you doing? What's new? How has God been speaking to you during this season of life? We're doing well over here at the Melendrez household. Everyone is safe and healthy Praise God. Uh, I've been trying to find new ways to evangelize. So I've been actually creating a lot of videos to post on YouTube. Um, Having a lot of fun doing that, doing meditations, messages, and even some ministry vlogs. That's right. Uh, The last vlog we released, uh, we went to Costco to get some Lysol. And best believe we found Jesus in all of it. So feel free to check out uh, my YouTube channel. I'll link it below and subscribe. I believe that breakthrough is literally right around the corner. That's what God's been really speaking to my heart, to not, to not give up, to not lose hope. So I want to encourage you today to have hope. I want to give you an extra dose of hope right now with today's mission tip. Can I do that? So the mission tip is basically fuel for your mission. And today's mission tip is brought to you by Connect Radio. You got to download the Connect Radio app, Connect with the K. Connect Radio is the UK's first mixed format radio station, meaning they play secular music and Christian music. So you're going to hear songs from Avicii to Torn Wells to Lady Gaga to Mercy Me. I've been guest hosting their 8 to 10 p.m. slot on Thursdays and wow, I believe Connect Radio is going to broadcast Jesus to millions of people all around the world. So feel free to check out connectradio.com and download the Connect Radio app, Connect with a K. All right, today's mission tip is create the space. You know, we can worship God anywhere. You don't need anything to be able to worship God. You just have to have a heart to worship But the right space to worship can allow us to focus on the worship even more. So, for example, if I were, say, I wanted to go pray and I wanted to worship God, but I'm sitting in front of my computer, there's so many things that could distract me. Hey, I got to work on this. I got to do this. But if I create this space to to actually worship, it's going to look a lot different. So what I do, I go outside. I like to sit. I like to hear the birds chirping, I like to see the sunrise, and I can feel connected to God and create that space for worship. So I want to encourage you today, as you create time for God, to also create that space for worship. Okay, I'm so glad you're tuned in to today's episode. Up next is Word of the Day featuring my wife, Noel Melendrez, followed by 
Alob, our mission-driven guest, and a break it down with a new release by Alob. You don't want to miss it. So keep it locked right here on the Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. This is Word of the Day, and I'm sitting across from the one and only Noelle Melendrez, my wife. So great to be here with you. It's great to be here. Man, we get to break open God's word. What a treat. Always. Always. Um, So we're going to jump in. Our theme today is let's worship. We're going into John chapter 4, verse 23. Noelle, you mind reading it for us? Sure. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in the truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. Ooh, there's a lot right there. Uh, we're going to be breaking this down via the SOAP method. Stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Uh, so we're going to jump in with our, our observations right now. Uh, for me personally, this is... Uh, it just it kind of draws a lot out uh, in the sense that I want to be a true worshiper. <laughs> you know, I want to do uh, kind of what God wants his worshipers to do. And so I said for observation, I put Jesus wants us to know uh, what true worshipers are like and they worship in sync with the spirit. And I think that's really important there and uh, the Holy Spirit that is. And honesty is essential to worship. That's where truth comes in. And that these are two components that God seeks. What was your observation? Yeah, I also zeroed in on spirit-led worship mm. and how that's what God wants. And not just going through the motions, but having it come from a real, genuine, spirit-led place. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when someone really speaks to you from the heart, you know they're speaking to you from the heart. Or when someone just says something... and this goes in when you're out the other, but I think God wants us to to really speak from the heart, to really worship from the heart. That's where the truth comes in. Um, so we're going to move now to application. Application for me, I said, I need to focus on these two areas. Uh, spirit. I need to call out to the Holy Spirit. I need to rely on the Holy Spirit, trust in the Holy Spirit, really incorporate the Holy Spirit into everything I do so that when it's time to worship, it's not like I'm reaching out, like, how can I be spirit filled in worship? It's just part of me. And then I said, with truth, I need to be a hundred percent. I need to be like super honest with God, how I'm feeling like he's hearing it for the first time, even though he knows me, he knows everything beginning and end. I need to share it really honest, honestly with him. Um, and that includes, uh, my prayers um and then my worship like authentic worship will emerge from that but those are two areas that i really i want to develop as a worshiper that's great how about for you worship is very powerful i think as i've grown in my faith i've realized how essential it is and how life-giving it is mm -hmm. and especially when the spirit is moving I mean, there's been so many times where I've been brought to tears yeah. in, in the middle of worship. Um, it centers me. It gives me a lot of peace. And I feel like I'm missing it right now because 
you know, when I would drive to work, yeah. I would usually put on my worship music and mm. it would kind of start my day or end my day you yeah. know, before I came home. And, yeah. you know, we're not really driving a lot of places right no. now. Um, so, yeah. So when I get like a minute or so just to put on some worship music and just allow the spirit to move, I mean, it just really is. It's such a beautiful way that for me, I can connect with God and um, allow God to speak. I mean, it can be so powerful when God speaks in worship and in music. And um, yeah, I, I love that. So I like this verse a lot. I think it speaks volumes. Beautiful. Yeah, I know sometimes uh, when the kids nap, you go outside and you, you, you jam to some worship the speaker outside and yeah. that's that's awesome but you know that I, I remember distinctly coming off retreat sometimes um when i would lead retreats at high school retreats and um i just remember wanting to just be in god's presence after this amazing experience and where it's like i was witnessing god move in these young people's lives and i just wanted to stay listening to worship music i just wanted to stay and that's the thing it's like the more that we can lift god up and give him praise that he deserves you know the more we can like you said listen to him hear him but really get connected to him right which is what we long for and i think there's so many worship songs out there that sometimes give me the words mm. that i can't articulate yeah and it just becomes such a powerful and prayerful moment you know um you know when you hear a song and you're and it's just like yes this is exactly what i'm going through and yeah this is exactly what I need. Um, and I need to just focus and, and pray and allow the spirit to move so I can worship, you know, my, my Lord, my savior. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and conclude with prayer. And, uh, we want to know your favorite worship songs. So if, if you're listening to this right now, go ahead and reach out. Tell us what you're listening to. Um, how does God speak to you through these songs? Um, maybe we can make a worship playlist. Uh, we can all jam together. I already together. got one. I already got one. <laughs> and Noelle will tag hers <laughs> as well. Um, all right. Uh, let's, let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we just, we invite your spirit into this conversation, into our worship into our lives. God, we want to be authentic with our worship. We want it to come from a place of a place of honesty, a place of truth, a place of humility. Lord, we pray that we may be humbled by you, that we may recognize um, that you are God and we are not. And we want to worship you for everything you are. God, King of the universe. We're so thankful for you, Jesus. We ask that we can grow to be better at how we worship you. And Lord, we just lift up everybody who may be struggling right now, especially those who are sick. Yes. Lord, you are our savior and we know you bring healing and we ask that you bring healing to our world. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was John 4, 23. Let's worship mission driven podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Today's mission-driven interview is a dynamic disciple whose mission is to bring the healing power of Jesus Christ to a broken world through music and speaking. He's a modern-day missionary uh, who uses his gifts to spread Jesus wherever he goes. And believe me, he goes everywhere. Fun fact 
he also has the gift of healing. Let's give a big mission-driven welcome to A-Lob, a.k.a. Andrew Lobbacher. What's up, bro? What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks for coming into the Mission Driven Studios. I love this place. Simi Valley, California. I love California. Yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit. You're, you're, from, you're from Cali. Yeah, I'm from Ventura, California. Fantastic. So not, not too there. far away. No, nah, it was a 47-minute drive without any traffic. Oh, wow. <laughs> you live by the beach? Yeah. So you surf? Yep. Wow. I pretty much fulfill every like California stereotype. Do you remember the first time you caught a wave? Yes. How old were you? What happened? 11 years old. Yeah. Um, it is crazy how like powerful of an experience riding a wave is. It's kind of yeah. funny, but yeah, I remember like at least one specifically, I was with this guy, his name was Chipper Bro. Okay. Literally, I ended up working for him. Like I taught surf lessons for like four years. He pushed me into some wave, man. And I was, uh, I can remember it. I just wrote it for a really long time. And I was like, that was the most fun thing I've ever done. And I was addicted. So Wow. Exhilarating. Yeah, 11 years old, pretty much. Yeah, I've been surfing since. So cool. And then you caught uh, the wave of the Holy Spirit yeah, as nice. well. Tell us about that. When did you first yeah. uh, encounter God and what's your, your faith journey? Yeah, uh, the two-minute testimony is um, I grew up Catholic. I grew up going to Mass because I had to, like every Catholic, uh, you know, usually growing up, cradle Catholic. And um, yeah, it wasn't anything uh, really crazy growing up. I have great parents, a great family, one older sister. And faith was just a part of our life. I have two big Catholic families on both sides. My dad's one of seven massive, more maybe traditional Catholic. Uh, my mom's one of eight, a uh, very large Latino, uh, Ecuadorian, uh, charismatic Catholic. So nice. a lot of missionaries on that side. And so, man, the faith was very entrenched in all of my life. But right. um, yeah, I went to private school till eighth grade. And then I wanted to like get away from the rules and like all the drama of like, Catholic stuff mm. and like didn't want to go to church and I wanted to go um, play basketball at Ventura High School and just play music. I didn't know you were a basketball player. Oh yeah. Ah. I, mean, I was, I was your, your, uh, well, I watched a bunch of like, and one growing up. Oh and, man. Like, the professor. Dang. So I was like your little white boy that was like point guard shooting, yeah. shooting threes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I played basketball like my whole life. I didn't know. Um, so they had a good basketball team. They had surf team. They had music. So it was kind of everything I wanted. And the private high school was like a football team and I'm like five feet tall and a hundred pounds. So like I would have died. You were probably fast though. <laughs> um, I can run away from anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went there and that's when really, um, I lost my faith. Um, I had a great youth group. I had a really awesome parish actually, but I, and I'd go on retreats and maybe have some encounters, but after there was just too much temptation wow. at school and just the drugs and the parties and yeah, the hooking up and yeah. pornography and all these things that, um, were just normal for that time. I yeah. mean, obviously there wasn't really anyone that's living up their faith. So yeah, slowly chose those things and that became my life. I, I claimed, I think to be like agnostic atheist, you know, I, tell my mom all the time, like, I don't believe in this stuff. I was angry, you know, mm -hmm. and I was obviously partying and doing drugs and stuff. And so after graduation, I mean, I, gosh, I did very bad in school. Um, didn't go to class, you know, went surfing, got stoned somewhere else, you know, wow. or like with my friends from youth group, you know, right. it was really yeah. strange. Um, I had some encounter moments like on retreats in high school, right? Like you know, Jackie Francois was my youth minister with Aaron Barda. Wow. Um, Jackie left, you know, started doing the music thing. Karen Reynolds came in and 
yeah, I went to Steubenville conferences. I went to retreats. Like I'd cry in adoration and then just go back to the same really life of, um, at school. It was just, no one believed in God. Like it's, so we're talking about in high school. This is all high school. All high school. Yeah. No, like none of my friends believed in God mm. and none of them went to church. So it was really, um, influential to me yeah and it goes back to you know check your circle who you surround yourself with dude that's who you're gonna be something in i don't know where it is in in the scriptures i think it's in proverbs maybe but it says bad company corrupts good morals Mm. and you know when you hear that growing up you're like be with good people or whatever and i'm like whatever like i'm gonna do me and yeah yeah put me in a really dark place i had really bad anxiety and depression and i don't think the drugs helped so yeah i had um graduated high school, just going to community college to study music theory and just keep raging. And then, um, yeah, God interrupted all that. I went, uh, to a party right after graduation and had drugs with me and, uh, got caught by the cops and was in the back of a cop car and, uh, was sitting there just like, yeah, I don't know if I want this anymore. And I had friends that have gotten caught before from stuff like that and they kept smoking or drinking. And, but for me, it was like, I had to go to court and, it was a very terrifying experience. And obviously my parents found out and it was like the most intense, yeah, like sadness and mm-hmm. like, we failed you, you know? And like, it's the worst, uh, like it's, you disappointed oh, them. The disappointment mm. was extreme. And my, I mean, my parents are really good people. So yeah. like, and my dad partied a little bit and, you know, so it wasn't like unheard of, but I was very, it wasn't just partying. I was like, I don't think this, I don't think this religion thing's true at all. You know? So I lived my life like there was no God. Wow. So I'm in, you know, the cop car, go to court, uh, all those friends I don't hang out with anymore because I'm like, I don't want this life anymore. Super lonely. I get invited to go to another Steubenville conference in Arizona. I'm like, whatever, mom, I'll go. And you're how old at this time? I'm 18. Okay. Turning 19. And yeah, I mean, you know, every preacher that was preaching, it just hit me. Adoration just you know, were I, you going with an open mind or like, I, I mean, should probably get a, you know, a transformation something I'm, I'm ready for something new. Nah. Cause I kind of knew the, like the Jesus high, you know, mm-hmm. where you go from your tree and like, Oh, I want to change. And then you go back and you just don't. Okay. Um, so I went just really low. I mean, it was as low as it gets for me. Um, and in that moment of adoration, I really felt peace, presence, hope. Wow. The reality of Jesus's power of his resurrection. I mean, whatever happened, it was, substantial. It wasn't any visions or anything supernatural, but yeah, I went home and man, I was like completely different. I mean, I was obsessed with truth. I have been for the last 10 years. Um, I started watching hours and hours of debates between Christians and atheists. Um, I studied everything I could on what the Catholic church taught and I literally kept finding good answers and it was mind blowing because I didn't learn this in high school. I didn't learn this in uh, confirmation. I didn't learn this anywhere else, but I found that actually it's extremely logical and some of the brightest minds and intellects that have ever walked this planet were Christians or Catholics. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a both. And I all of a sudden entered into my community. I started leading worship. I could not sing. So I didn't start singing until I was 19. Really? Yeah. No voice. But you could play music. I was playing guitar and just raging at parties. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was your guy that would whip out a guitar at a party and, you know, and be like, dude, let's play like, you know, Nirvana or yeah. like, let's play uh, Foo what I got. Yeah. And yeah. some Foo Fighters and Sublime, you know? Yeah. Wow. And so then you decided to, to use, use this gift that. Yeah. For God. That were you, I mean, did you want to do music in a bigger way or was it something that you were just doing? It was something I was doing. I was never like, I mean, I did really get 
rocked by I, I definitely got bit by the music bug mm-hmm. i remember one of the first times i played a song with the band like i just couldn't stop laughing because it felt so cool wow like giggly you know and that happened i've I honestly kind of lost that you know the more you do it yeah um but yeah i was taking guitar lessons and stuff in middle school and high school and i was really good i yeah. was really good electric guitar and in high school i kind of instead of practicing my scales and what i mean i was advancing pretty quickly um, I kind of stopped cause I was just partying and whatever. So it was never like, Oh, I'm going to do this. Like I was in a band, I was in right. bands, but I transferred all that into worship. That's when Hillsong Man. was starting to blow up and okay. Matt Marr and okay. Tomlin. And I just transferred everything to worship. It's around what years? Are so these? that's 2010. Okay. was my initial, yeah, 2009. A decade ago. Yeah, dude. Stop. <laughs> I was in my that's room, amazing. you know, just listening to Hillsong and started playing at retreats and then my youth minister left and I had to start leading at mass mm-hmm. and I'm having like full on panic attacks, anxiety. Cause I'm, I'm leading in front of a massive church. Right. I don't really know how to sing. Yep. Um, I mean, it was an experience. So for a year, yeah, I did that. And then I remember one of the first times I was like, Whoa, this could be powerful for people. I was in adoration. I was going to adoration a lot. Okay. Um, just by myself, I was just great. in love. And you for know? everybody listening, it's powerful. Like you spending time with Jesus on a regular basis. It changes everything. It changes everything. It does. And so I remember I was in there, I just bring my guitar in and pray by myself. Didn't care who was there. And I remember leading, uh, I was, I wasn't leading. I was just in front of Jesus singing how great is our God. And some woman came in behind me who I didn't hear. And after I was done, I turned around and like saw someone there. there. She was just bawling, crying, Whoa. you know? And I was just like, yeah, it was it was a powerful moment where I'm like, well, this could actually help people get to know him. Yes. Uh, I'm in and I love music. And, um, yeah. So that kind of led me to Franciscan, um, university in Steubenville, Ohio, which was a huge shift for me. I, I had, you know, my anxiety was really bad and I really hope this encourages people listening that like, don't, and it's so cheesy when you hear it, but really I was so afraid to get, I had horrible anxiety, mm-hmm. really not, not good. Anxiety. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I had panic attacks growing up. It was horrible, really bad. And I couldn't get on a plane, you know? So I'm like, I can't go to Ohio. Like you have to get on planes, you know? Yeah. Wow. So, um, we drove there with four of my friends. No way. Had, yes. Drove from Ventura to Ohio. Three of my best friends. That's a my long group, drive, bro. Very long drive. Three of my best friends got in, which is all a miracle as well. Okay. Um, so we all drove to Steubenville and it just, transformed my life even more when I was there. Yep. I was with people that believed it was like 2000 kids that believed in God. They were on fire. It was like the intellect and the Holy spirit. I started seeing miracles. That's really when I experienced the power of the Holy spirit. And I was like, Whoa, the Christianity I grew up with, this is different. Like I'm seeing people get healed of stuff. I'm seeing prophecy and tongues and you're seeing the gifts alive. Well, you're seeing yeah. the acts of the apostles lived out today. And I was like, wait, this is Catholic, you know, stuff but, still happens, but it is. Yeah. And it's actually the model of the church we were meant to live in. Yeah. And you don't know unless you, you, you dig deep know. and you realize. Well, and, and the sad thing is, is a lot of people have been hurt by faith healers or maybe by these fake people that totally exist. I mean, hypocrisy has existed in every human run institution in the world. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere where there's no hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. You won't find any humans. <laughs> I love the scripture verse that says I've been misrepresented by those that don't know me. Yes. It happens a lot. Dude, it's the, I mean, I, I wouldn't leave the church because of Judas. I would stay because of Peter. Yes. So I experienced real authentic Holy Spirit stuff there. And I was doing a lot of worship there. And that's when, um, yeah, God just kept confirming like, and I just loved worship. Like there's just something mm. in, in me that comes alive when I pray with people. Wow. 
And so, so it was 2011 to 13, I was there. Now, so then, so you, you're playing music, um, you graduate, then what? Like, I know there, there are people listening like, well, how do I even start making music in the Catholic world? Right. How do I make Christian music? How do I, what do I do? Yeah. I what mean, happened? dude, even at my parish, I was literally just playing for 20, 30 people. Yep. I mean, I've had reps, you know, I put in the reps, bro, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I know you have too. It's like you, you serve where you're called to be because yep. people come up you and ask to. me this too. And they're like, how do I start doing what you're doing? And it's like, honestly, I've led on so many retreats in so many random places yep. where no one cares about yep. for 20 people. And we love those people. And I actually would prefer now being at those, you know, what I <laughs> yeah. mean? after doing larger events. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just started serving where I was at. It's really simple. We've it's, made it so complicated. If God wants to use your gift, he will put people, situations and opportunity in your life. You know, so I started playing Steubenville's at Franciscan with Bob Rice. Amazing. I, I auditioned for the position, which was hilarious. I'm in Bob Rice's basement. Bob Rice is a worship leader, speaker, teacher at Franciscan. Mm -hmm. He's been doing these conferences for 26 years. I mean, you know, legendary Bob yeah. Rice. And so I'm there, I'm doing, you know, these Tuesday night praise and worship, these festival praise events. They need an electric guitar player in Bob's band. And he's like, yeah, come over and play. We'll jam and see what happens. And, you know, you're playing in front of like, 15,000 people a summer. It's a bigger yeah. thing. Yeah. And I played this, I've literally played the one lick to from the inside out, uh, by Hillsong. Okay. He's like, he's like, yeah, you're good. You're in. <laughs> so that was it. So I was playing, you know, Steubenville's Bob Rice for three summers and, you know, would lead a little bit, but mostly just playing electric guitar. And all of a sudden, you know, I'd help out, lead some other stuff. And all of a sudden people started calling me to go places. I'm like, wait, you're going to fly me yeah. to a place to, play worship and you're going to pay me yeah. like you don't have to you know dude and i remember it was mind-blowing though it was it was cool oh it's in incredible and the thing is because with the heart of a of a servant a servant's heart right when you can't really i think people have it you can grow into it i yeah. think but you know you'll do whatever for god for nothing you know totally i was in retreats for years not getting paid right you know spending my money on whatever i could for the retreat right um, and then I remember I was in, I went to school in Dayton, Ohio, and um, I would leave retreats for high schools um, while I was in college uh, on the weekends. And they'd give me like a hundred dollar stipend. And I'm like, right. whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, chill out, bro. You're going to pay me a hundred dollars? <laughs> like this, I do this for free. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, whoa, mom, I got paid. I know. You know um, trying to get, I'm trying to get back to that. <laughs> but there is something to be said though about like, I, I, I think there is this desire to want to influence, which isn't bad. And I think this is a desire to want to be successful, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, success in the kingdom looks very different. Like Mother Teresa was very faithful yep. for a very long period of time. Yep. Um, I think the more I've been, yeah, doing this for a while on the road all over the world, and I've met a lot of saints yeah. that no one knows about yep. that are very hidden um, so, but there's different callings for all of us. I think you and me are people that maybe got puts on the stage for a reason. And, um, I don't know why I'm starting to figure that out still, you know, but like he's, he's using us for this reason. I, I would always try and encourage people who are like fascinated how people start to do this by, um, taking one day at a time and serving where they're planted. Yeah. That's so, so and good. Listen, and maybe you get some calls. Cool. And maybe you do some local stuff. Really cool. Yeah. Maybe you get a flight and you go somewhere and you get to evangelize in another place. That's awesome. But if mm -hmm. you don't, 
God doesn't love you any less. Mm -hmm. Your talents are just as amazing as mine. Mm -hmm. And um, really allowing, I, I think something that God has been stripping me of is my like identity as a worship leader yeah. and musician. Like, yeah. no, I'm first a son of God. Yeah. And one day music will not be my full-time occupation. Mm -hmm. uh, even if I become the next Chris Tomlin and Matt Maher, like that's still not who we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the journey there was like, dude, I never planned to do this ever. Yeah. Like I just started getting calls to go places and then it kept happening. And then I was working at the high school like you and I just couldn't do both. It was getting so busy. I was like killing myself. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's important when you stay obedient that's and, and you continue to ask yourself, is this for me or is this for God? You know, and at the end of the day, we're doing everything for Jesus. So if Jesus tells us tomorrow, hey, um, I don't want you to be a musician. I want right. you to be a janitor. I right. want you to start mowing lawns. I want right. you to be a real estate agent. We got to be yeah. like, Jesus, where do you want me to go? I'll yes. do it. And we need to have that mentality every day. And um, I'll get sometimes the kids will ask me on like confirmation, you know, conferences, whatever, like, are you famous? Right. And I'm Dude, like, yeah. and I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm trying to make Jesus famous. Yeah. And, boom. and that's the goal. Like totally any, and the thing is this, um, you know, my friend, father Rob, he does a Catholic influencers podcast. Yeah. Essentially everyone is an influencer. We all have the ability yes. to influence the world for Jesus. Yes. But how are you doing it? A lot of times we see it. Oh, only on social media, only in music, only a spotlight. No. When you're at the grocery store, when you're sitting at Starbucks, I'm sitting at Starbucks the other day. I'm not wearing any faith-based apparel. Yeah. I have shame a shame on you. I know. Right. Shame I'm all black <laughs> and I have a, my water bottle and has a chosen sticker on it. Boom. And chosen. I mean, it's just, it's just chosen, yeah, right? Yeah, Whatever. She walks up to me and she's like, Hey, what's chosen? And I'm like, I'm a chosen child of God. Like, you know, I just like, she's Isn't like, cool you're, how God does that. Yeah. And she's like, you're a believer. I'm like, I am. She's like, I'm a believer. My friend's over here. Yes. Like, and we start sitting down talking. We ended up praying at I Starbucks. Love that. But I'm like, bro, she's like, I just had, a, I had, a, you know, like she said, I'm like, how did you know? I mean, chosen is not like specifically Christian. Yeah. And she's like, I had a feeling. And you know, when you can sense other people that love God and I'm like, Oh, whoa. Cause that's what my goal is yeah, so that people dude. could recognize Christ within me without Spirit. even seeing what I'm wearing or a cross or anything. Um, but so powerful. But speaking of Holy Spirit, but you have the gift of healing. I mean, I pray for it. How did that come about? When did you first uh, use that or, or pray over somebody? We saw fruit of, of the healing. Yeah. So that was at Franciscan. Um, I encountered God, the Holy Spirit, and obviously these charisms there and started to learn about saints. I mean, you hear stories about them and people got healed and you're like, that's cool. I could never do that. That yeah. seems like it would be pretty effective in allowing people to know that God's real. Right. So I was really convicted. I mean, I've loved apologetics for a long time. I could talk about science and philosophy for a long time. I think the more you enter into that realm, I realize how much more I have to learn, but I'm still obsessed with that stuff. But I started to see that uh, when God supernaturally intervenes, it's pretty powerful, almost better than any argument. And it seems like the saints did that pretty regularly mm -hmm. and Jesus implemented it a lot in his life. Mm -hmm. So Franciscan, I started to see and hear these stories of father Michael Scanlon who started Franciscan okay, and started hearing stories of this guy. He had a huge healing ministry, these miracles that were breaking out with him. I mean, he had some pretty powerful exorcists, exorcism stories. And I read his book, let the fire fall. I mean, it was a, it was a slow progression at Franciscan started to hear about stuff that happens there. And um, I read his book in about four hours and he talked about this thing called the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how it kind of awakened uh, the Holy Spirit 
gifts in him to actually activate his ministry. And wow. started to realize that this is like not just some charismatic renewal thing. It's extre- extremely biblical. And uh, John the Baptist, you know, said, I came and baptized with water. The one after me will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. And I'm like, was that confirmation? Because I just got like blessed with oil and then I got like a rosary and I didn't like really experience much, you know? Wow. But the early church, the more I started, started to study the early church, I mean, you got baptized, you started prophesying, you started healing. I mean, it was a normal experience in the early church for the gifts to flow out of a baptism rite, right. out of a confirmation rite. So now that doesn't happen much. So this baptism of the Holy Spirit is really crucial for just awakening uh, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us that have maybe become um, dormant through sin or unbelief or you know, there's just, we just need repentance. We need renewal. Mm-hmm. So I read that book in four hours and I was like, dude, I want this like now, God, like I want to experience the Holy spirit. I want the gifts. Like, let's go. There's a random prayer meeting, you know, on a Saturday night, Franciscan, you know, which is kind of funny. Cause like it happens, but like that was my college experience is very different than most people's. Yeah. I was getting drunk on the Holy spirit. But, um, so I went to this prayer meeting and you know, this priest is going by, we're all just worshiping and yeah lays his hands, everyone's getting slain in the spirit. Uh, and literally everyone goes down. I get prayed over, nothing happens. And I'm like, <laughs> Lord, what the crap? Yeah. Like, Were you trying to be like, I feel, no, nah, yeah, feel I was like, ah, oh, dude, uh. just blast me, God. Like, I want to go flying. <laughs> like, let's go take me up to the third heaven, you know, oh. and nothing happened. And then like, I was, it was just kind of that awkward moment where like everyone's on the ground and like, I'm the only one like kind of like opening my, eye, like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is awkward. And, um, so then he asked, like, does it, would anyone like the gift of tongues and a baptism of the Holy, baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I was like, uh, me. Went up there, dude, he prayed over me. And I don't, like, I didn't believe in this stuff. That's the difference. I was very skeptical. Mm. I went down, like, boom, felt so much peace, just fell over, came up. Went into the, the craziest tongues I ever have in my entire life. I don't know what tongues were at the time. I yeah. just started speaking in this crazy language. And I felt drunk. Like, I was intoxicated. I was giggling. I was laughing. Wow. It was like Pentecost in, in my spirit. Like what they talk about, like people accuse the apostles of being drunk at 9 a.m. Yeah. And Peter's like, it's 9 a.m. in the morning. We're not drunk. Yeah. You know, we've been like filled with the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, he'd asked me to pray over this girl's knee. Um, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And he's like, in the name of Jesus, knee be healed. I think that's something what I said. And she had a knee brace on and all of a sudden, like she had torn ligaments and she was jumping up and down and moving, no pain. Saw her the next week, no pain. Like she was healed. And I was like, whoa. That's a big deal. This is cool. It's a big deal. And so me and my friends, dude, there's just a group of us. We started praying over people everywhere. And we were watching some Protestant guys do it too. And they kind of encouraged us because it wasn't really happening in the Catholic world. Mm-hmm. So I was watching guys like Todd White and some of these Bethel guys. And at that time I was like, you know, dude, I was, I was reading all the material I could on the lives of the saints and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, the more I was reading it, I was just like, why haven't I learned this? And I saw some incredible miracles like at Chick-fil-A, at grocery stores, on planes, um, in the craziest places, you know, it doesn't have to be from a stage. I've actually done more ministry, I think, off stage, yeah, and seen more supernatural things off stage than on stage. Um, so I'd say I, I exercise that gift regularly because wow. I, I go for it more. Yeah, I think more. And we should. I think more Christians have the gift. Yeah, and I think actually it's our inheritance to pray for it and not really decide. The fear is always what if something doesn't happen. Man, I've battled that for so many years and I can honestly still say there's times where I'm afraid. I was on a plane recently um, 
I got upgraded first class, you know, Praise so the Lord. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And, uh, sometimes I'm like, should I feel bad about this? And then I'm like, nah, I've evangelized so many dudes first class. <laughs> it's like amazing. Incredible. Um, so I just go and evangelize wherever I'm put. Um, so I tried to get into my seat and, um, this guy doesn't get up and he's like, I, I can't walk. And I'm like, you know, the first thing I'm like, I'm going to pray over you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, I kind of just like want to hear your story and yeah. I don't know if I want to pray over you, but like, I should pray over you, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the mental battle you get convicted. starts, you get well, convicted the mental instantly. battle starts of like, yeah. should I do this? Do I need to do this? Yeah. There's a lot of theology on healing, which we don't have time to go into, but Jesus did it a lot. He said that we would do it, read the gospel of the, you know, gospel of Mark, Matthew, Luke and John, it's all in there. Um, it was a normal part of his ministry and he sent out the, the 12 and he sent out the 72. Mm-hmm. Um, so I start talking to him. We have a great conversation. We take off, kind of don't talk to him. He's in a lot of pain. He's uh, an incredible uh, man. He's, you know, all these miles flying. Uh, he helps people in the um, uh, medical world of first responders and he wow. helps train them and he can't walk. He's a paraplegic. No way. Full of pain. Just like. Yeah. He's literally just sitting there and he can't move. Like he, I was like, what happens if you have to go to the bathroom at like a, a long flight? He's like, I just have to hold it. Um, you know, dear God, I tell him obviously like I'm a musician. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, my son, you know, plays at church. And that was kind of it. There's nothing else. So we right. start landing. I'm you reading. You kind of test the soil, right? Yeah. Well, I just tell people, yeah. I mean, I, this is how it works every time. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? Yeah. Well, I travel and play music. Oh, what kind of music? Uh, it's kind of like an alternative rock sound. Uh, where do you usually play? Uh, so I played a lot of like faith-based events, you know, and that's usually when they're yeah. like, whoa. Or they're like, yeah. oh, you know, and the conversation shuts down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I usually can tell very well talking to people where they're at with their faith mm-hmm. pretty instinctively. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't angry. He was open, but he yeah. wasn't going to talk about it anymore. Like most Americans just don't want to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Is there a God? Could it be the Christian God? What is life about? Where do we go? People just don't want to talk about mm-hmm. it. I do. So I'm like that guy is just like, I'm trying to do better and not bring it up everywhere. But so we're landing, I'm reading JP2's book on, uh, on the Holy spirit. Okay. And it's all about like taking a risk, going for it, you know, going through the diversity of the gifts of the Holy spirit. On the flight you're reading On the flight I'm reading this next to him, you know, and I'm like learning and I, and I love the reality of, we don't all need to get to feeling. We don't need to get to prophecy. We all, They needs to be bound in love. Mm-hmm. If it's not bound in love and we use these gifts for ourselves, they're useless. So, uh, but there's a whole bunch of other gifts that are just as supernatural and just as amazing. Yeah. So I'm reading that, but I'm in my head. I'm like, man, I should pray with this dude. Yeah. Like either way I should pray with this dude. And, um, that's a pretty big thing to see healed, you know? Yeah. Like, so I'm imagining him walking up and down the plane Yeah. and the whole plane comes to Jesus, you know, right. just like, well, we're on the news, you know? Yeah whatever. <laughs> I love it. You know, that's where my brain's at. Yeah. But, um, so we're landing and I'm like, God, I, I'm just in my head. I'm like, I don't know if I should, should I, I don't know if I should. And sure enough, I'm like, God, if he tells me how much he's in pain, I'll, I'll pray with him. You know, just like testing yeah. God, like yeah, yeah. a good human being would. <laughs> and sure enough, I am not kidding. Momentarily after he's like, yeah, man, my, my back and my joints are just super stiff. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, let him say something one more time. You know, so we're talking a little bit more yeah. and he's just like, yeah, my back is just killing me or something along those lines. And I'm like, okay, God. So I told him, I was like, hey man, would it be cool if we prayed real quick? Like just for God to just heal you and, uh, you know, just bless you. And he's like, yes, I put my hand out. I'm not kidding, dude. He goes he- like hand all like, wow clenches my hand, puts his head down. I start praying over him. 
very simple, like, Lord, I just ask you to release his healing in his body, in his soul. Thank you for his life. Just blessing, just releasing blessing and yes. hope and the yes. Holy Spirit just mm-hmm. to fill him. And he starts tearing up. I finished the prayer. I'm like, how do you feel? You know, and he's not moving. Like nothing yeah. physically happens. And right. I'm like kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, uh, you know, he's just, you know, I could see he's teary eyed, you know, I was like, man, thanks for letting me pray. Like, thanks for your witness. And long story short, I get an email from my manager from this guy. He wrote me this super long email. Somehow got connected to my website and just shared how powerful of a prayer experience that was Whoa. and how he desperately needed that. And Whoa. he has like hope. He's like talking about church again. And it rocked me because I wanted one thing out of it, Yeah, but God healed his heart. Yeah. So my thing, the healing thing is such a big paradigm. Yeah. I've seen physical, but the funny thing is, is like, you're still going to die. If, if you get healed of something, you're still going to die. Mm-hmm. What matters is if God heals your heart. Mm-hmm. So I prayed for physical healing for that too, but his heart got healed and that right. was actually God's desire. It's, yeah. So my thing with people is like, dude, pray with everyone. If it's physical, great, go for it. It's internal. If it's internal, go for it. Like yep. you don't have to have a quote gift to do it. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. The risen Christ lives in you and me. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Huge. You have the, the power. same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. If that's real, that's pretty amazing. Yes. And you should release that on other people. And the thing is, I sometimes think if we don't, we're almost holding on to something that we should be sharing. It was never ours to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've always encouraged people. I don't I don't really like when people think that you, I'm holy or like I struggle with stuff. Still. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. We're just a vessel and we're, we're still sinners. We're, we're still, still sinners, human. And I'm still working through a lot of things. Yep. And I've prayed and seen some pretty amazing miracles. Um, I wish it was coupled with just like heroic, perfect virtue, Yeah, but I'm not there yet. But that doesn't mean we don't pray with people or we don't evangelize or mm-hmm. we don't share with people the gospel in our church. Um, but me, my thing too, is like what you experienced at Starbucks. Like, I love that. Mm-hmm. I want more of that. Oh yeah. I want, oh, I want yeah. people to, to, to want that and not just, um, an event mm-hmm. or cause events are good. I think, as much as you know, we've done them. There is a place for them, but if the event ends, um, and and people aren't transformed and they don't have a community to go back into, I don't know the point of these anymore mm. because it's like you can go and have all these like great feelings, um, but if you don't have people that are discipling you, walking with you, mm. with you when you make yeah. mistakes, like my yeah. the reason I'm Catholic today, honestly, isn't really any like Christian concert I went to. It's because of my youth ministers that stuck with me when I yeah. was like falling horribly after my <laughs> conversion, you know, yep. and like mm-hmm. running back to confession. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that's I, what's powerful. I think about people that they're like, Oh, I can't go to church. Um, because I'm so messed up or I can't, I'm like, the church is a hospital <laughs> yeah. for sinners. Like if you're not messed up, you must be closer to God than that. And it's like, it's like, right. Well, it's I, a journey. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you have to one, keep showing up. Two, I love mm, the concept you belong before you believe. Boom. You mess up, that's okay. Keep coming back. You mess up, keep coming back. When you fall, get back up again. Um, but just know, I think a lot of times that we don't realize that the victory's already been won. Like Jesus already paid the price for our sins. Yep. It's done. Yep. But a lot of times when we mess up, we hold on to that. And therefore it keeps us in this low place. Yeah. I've had and, to work through shame and all that stuff. For yeah. The sins I've but made. And, Jesus isn't asking you to be shameful. It's you're putting right. it on yourself. And essentially that's the devil. 
native tongue lying, yeah. trying yeah. to get you down and out and, and actually destroy you. If he can't destroy you, he'll distract you. Yes. And, and it's so important for us to realize that Jesus wants us to come to him for everything. Yeah. You can't hide from Jesus. He sees it all. Yeah. We, we try. We got to be there. Um, and it's, we have, it's, it's a responsibility as a disciple to make more disciples. It's so true. And I don't know if it was my buddy Dom was talking about this, but some Protestant pastors like Christianity shouldn't be like shame on you. It should be shame off you. Mm -hmm. Like we should be wiping the shame yeah. off of people. Yeah. And that's what I love about actually being Catholic is when you look at the core of it and not what people maybe project that they're perfect. Cause I knew that's a problem. Why do a lot of people not go to church? It's usually people from church that have screwed up their idea of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Either there's some type of sin or, you know, not being loving or caring, but the thing I do love about Christianity is, dude, look at the saints, man. I, I went through a list. I studied one time, like all the most messed up people I could find who are saints now. Yeah. St. <laughs> Moses of Ethiopia was in a gang of like 73 dudes, raped, killed, murdered. I mean, the craziest stuff. Yeah. And they were um, being looked out. They were trying to be killed by the government. He found a monastery to find shelter and was so amazed at how welcoming these men were. He became a monk. Wow. And he became a saint. Wow. You know, so I do love that because I, I haven't felt perfect in my Christian walk. Yeah. And sometimes when you're on stages getting very spiritual, people are like, wow, you must just not struggle with anything. I'm like, right. eh. no, you're human. Yeah. I got some problems, but um, I love hearing a priest say your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Like absolution for me, bro, is like obviously that in the Eucharist, but that is such a game changer. So I always try and encourage people like confession sucks. It's awkward. You know, you're like mm -hmm. telling your stuff to a random guy, but it's, it's Christ. It's actually yeah. a, a sacrament of healing. If you really want healing and if you want physical healing, a lot of times it has to start in the soul. I've seen a yeah. lot of unforgiveness hold back a lot of physical healing. Yeah. Um, forgiveness is a huge part of huge, our faith. Huge part. Well, that's the thing. Your, your faith has saved you. It's like, it was a two in one thing. So not only are, are you forgiven, but you're healed. It happened yes. so many times when Jesus, it was like a two in one, like, Oh, by the way, you're also, you're also healed. You know, <laughs> right. you're, you're healed and you're also forgiven. Um, what are some of your favorite scripture stories? Mm. Man, I love, I mean, my story is the prodigal son. Oh yeah. So, and I obviously relate to that one. Um, I love the ones that make the most people angry. Okay. So when Jesus is either talking to the Pharisees or when he's talking about like prayer or fasting, I love the ones that we've made very normal, mm -hmm. like Lazarus being raised from the dead. It's like, and Jesus raised him from the dead and he was walking around and he, you know, smelled and the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. <laughs> it's like, bro, you realize how many people would have been Snapchatting, Instagramming, oh Facebook living, that dude walking out of a grave, walking yeah. on water. I think Jesus was a jokester. Like, yeah. When he was walking on water as a ghost and freaked out the disciples. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, or the, he'd also use reverse psychology. Don't tell anybody <laughs> about this. What happens? They tell everybody. I mean, most, almost all of them have some type of uh, attraction to me. I really love, um, you know, when Jesus gets pretty harsh uh, because it's out of like intense love, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I love, uh, I love the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. Um because I think of like today, like to me, it would be like someone giving me Chipotle like all the time. 
Oh my like, gosh. why would we want him to leave? So when Jesus is leaving, I, I love Acts of the Apostles and, you know, Jesus is leaving and they're like, why are you going? You're like, why must you go? And it's like, dude, they didn't want him because he was like, God, they want him because they got free food. They like got healed all the time. Yeah. And they got like mad crowds following. They had, they had a bunch of Instagram followers because of this guy. Dude. You know what I mean? So it's like those natural, funny human things that I see in the scriptures actually make me know that they're real. Yeah. Like if the Bible was just this clean cut, really cookie cutter thing, I wouldn't believe it. Dude, there's like sex and death and genocide and like gnarly stuff in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. this, I know this is human. Yep. Wow. The humanity, I guess, of the scriptures makes me really love it. Man. Thomas doubting. Come on, dude. Who puts that in something that people are going to know about for a long time? Yeah. You would never put that you doubted. The yeah. poor dude, the rest of his life He's <laughs> is known as doubting Thomas. Yeah. But he, he, it was a big lesson, but I think that the lesson of Thomas is that we can relate to that more Bro, and more and more me. because yeah, cause we doubt, cause we doubt, cause we doubt. And then when we actually, it actually happens like, Oh snap, yeah, I gosh, believe, yeah. you know, and, and you know, it's 2020, you know, uh, obviously 2020 vision made the connection, but mm. I think I'm declaring this the year of believing. Yeah. And, I like that. And I think that we should believe with our whole hearts. Yes. We should believe for healings. We should yes. believe for opportunities. We should believe for, like we were talking earlier, I believe revival is going to be happening in yes. our world. Unity. I'm, de I'm declaring that millions of people know Jesus. Um, and I think that we need to, we need to have that faith um, that, that Thomas learned after he doubted. Yes. Um, it's so, so important. And, um, bro, I'm just so thankful you've been able to, to pop in here. Yeah, bro. And we, could, me we could go for a couple we hours. We could go for a while. <laughs> I was thinking like, uh, I don't know if this is 25 minutes, but <laughs> this is so good. It's fantastic. This, you could do the Joe Rogan thing where we go three hours. That, dude. Well, we'll have you back on for, <laughs> we'll have different topics that, uh, you know, how'd you get the name ALOP? Yeah, so that happened. Uh, my last name is Lawbacher, mm -hmm. L A U B A C H E R. If mm -hmm. you looked at that, you would not say Lawbacher. Yeah. Most people are like Lablacher, yeah. Lawblocker. Uh -huh. My last name is being screwed up forever. So in high school, on my basketball team, of course, yeah. my buddy started calling me A Lob. Yeah. And it was just easier. And um, dude, that's just been, that was my MySpace name. You know, that was my. It's great. It's everything easy. It's easy. And then like the first management team I was with is like, you should just be A Lob. And I'm like, yeah. that's fine. Everyone yeah. calls me A Lob anyway. Yeah. And so I just Googled A-Lob and you the first yeah. person that came up. There's not that many of them, which is nice. It's yeah. a very unique word. It's great. Someone was like, I thought A-Lob was in the Old Testament. I'm like, no, there's no A-Lob in the Old Testament. <laughs> um, so if people are interested in bringing you out to, to yeah. worship lead, how can, they, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, A-Lob Music, A-L-O-B, A-Lobmusic.com. There's just a contact spot. Um, yeah, that'd be the place to do it. And you not only do music, you speak as well. Yeah, speak just as like, well. Just like uh, we heard you today. Yeah. Yeah. We're Amazing. speaking right now. I can We're speak. speaking right now. Yeah, bro. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I got some uh, fun questions called rapid fire questions. Rapid, so the rapid. first answer that comes to your mind, let's go for it. You ready? Okay. A lob rapid fire mission driven podcast. Number one, favorite flavor, ice cream. Rainbow sherbet. Rapid fire, bro. I'm, I'm a slow thinker. <laughs> Number two, favorite color. Blue. Musical artist that inspires you. John Foreman. Favorite movie ever. Ooh, those are so hard. Uh, one that's popping to mind is Forrest Gump. A book that has greatly impacted you. Ooh, I love books. Uh, oh my gosh, Disney dude, these are not quick. I'm going to give you just the classic. Uh, I'm going to just give you the classic C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. Okay. Uh, what inspires you? Oh, people. Uh, favorite TV show? 
Oh, uh, is Stranger Things a TV show? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I haven't. I haven't even finished the new ones. Bro, I know it's not. You okay. got self discipline. It's not okay. I um, need to finish it. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Um, I would love to fly without any turbulence. It's great. <laughs> uh, favorite fruit? Ooh, kiwi. Life goal? Be a saint. God is love. Amen, bro. Boom. I like that. Yeah. Sorry, I struggle with the. You give me like <laughs> ones that like are. I love, and it's like, it takes a while for me to filter through all of them, man. Well, I'm so thankful for you. Um, I know that God is going to continue to bless you and your ministry and, uh, just amazing hearing your story and your mission. So thank you for the work that you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope to too. have this you back awesome. on. Yeah. I hope to have you back on the podcast. I'm we'll, in, man. we'll talk about new stuff. And, um, for everybody listening, knowing, know that we're praying for you. We're thinking about you know that God loves you. Um, and this is, this is the year of believing. Yes. So yes. And amen. Mission Driven Podcast. Special thank you to A-Lob for joining us. God bless you. Peace. Later. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that interview with A-Lob. What a gifted young man. I'm so grateful to know him. Uh, this is Break It Down. We're going to be playing a song for you today. And I'm so grateful for this song because actually by our mission-driven guest, and he wrote it during this COVID season because he felt God was telling him to slow down. I don't know about y'all, but I like going at a fast pace. A lot of times the world seems so busy, so fast, but you know what? We've been forced to slow down. And it's, it's funny because even if you're trying to sprint, you really can't right now. Um, we have to slow down. So I love this because I think in our stillness, in our calm, we can grow closer to God. I love scripture stories when Jesus would say, I'm going to go away alone in solitude and pray. Jesus would create that space. Jesus would go alone to be with his father. He would slow down even in his daily walk with wherever God was leading him. So I hope you enjoy this track by Alob. It's called Slow Down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. How many times Have I missed your face And caught in the struggle And caught in my ways I don't hear your voice You say just be Slow down and be still.
Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. Hope you gained something from this episode. Special thank you to our Mission Driven guest, A-Lob, a.k.a. Andrew Laubacher. Please check out alobmusic.com and stream his latest single, Slow Down, anywhere you stream music. Big thank you to Noel Melendrez for word of the day, John, 420. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like to submit for future episodes, feel free to email me at joe at joemelendras.com or go to joemelendras.com forward slash podcast. If you don't follow me already on social media, my handle is at Joe Melendras. Feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you like today's episode, please, if you can rate 
share, comment, subscribe. It helps so much to get the word out. So until next time, God loves you. That's right, you. And stay mission-driven. <laughs>